Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. Are we still okay? We're doing all right. Why do we make you uncomfortable for a moment? It's because the noise of the world is so loud and so distracting that we don't have an opportunity to sometimes hear that still small voice of God speaking to us. We're on part two of our series called Whisper, and we want to help unpack this idea of how do we hear from God. Do you realize that God actually wants to speak to us? He actually wants us to hear his voice, and he wants us to follow him. If you turn with me to your Bibles, to John chapter 10, verse 27, if you don't have your Bible and you are taking notes, you might want to just go to this section right here, John 10, verse 27, it says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. We know who the good shepherd is, it's Jesus. We know that God wants to speak to us. The reason why it's so important is because God has a very specific plan for each one of you. God has a a unique design for your life. He has a calling on your life. And because of that, we need to begin to hear his voice and we need to be able to respond to what he is saying to us. Let me read that verse again. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I believe that God wants every single person in this room, myself included, to be able to be confident in hearing the voice of God. Wouldn't that be nice? That we can walk around confidently and not just thinking, well, maybe I'm just waiting for some sign. You know, if my car doesn't start in the morning, maybe it's meant that I'm not supposed to be on the roads today. You know, you're looking for the signs of of things, but wouldn't it be better just to hear his voice and follow him? You know, last week we talked about how, how Elijah was looking for God in the wind, the fire, the extreme things, the earthquakes, the... The tornadoes, and really, he said, well, no, 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 I'm not in those things. I'm in the whisper. We talked about that last week, the whisper. Why? It's because God desires to be in this intimate relationship with us. He desires to be close and that we could hear his voice. We talked about last week how it was important that we would begin to separate ourselves from all the noise and begin to hear his voice. We had an opportunity a couple nights ago to watch... Um, the movie War Room. Anybody seen that movie? It was a great reminder for us to, to create space in our life, to separate ourselves from the noise. And when you've got youngsters in the house, I now why, know why the Bible says, go into your closet and pray, <laughs> right? <laughs> mommy, mommy, I need this, I need that, daddy, daddy. You know, it's like, okay, I'm going to create my little, my little war room. I'm going to create my little place away from everybody. Today, we're going to realize that it's not just the still small voice that we're looking for. 
by being quiet before him that God can also train and tune our ears to what he's saying. I I never really was one to, I went to church as a kid, but I I didn't spend much time praying. I honestly didn't spend much time reading my Bible. I remember when I was young, the Bible confused me. And so I didn't spend much time in the word of God. However, I would say that as I began to realize I was growing up and having to make bigger decisions, one of the biggest decisions when I was in my early 20s was, am I going to marry Audra or not? We were dating in college, and I had taken a trip to, we were getting pretty serious, and I, I was like, God, if she is the one, you better, you better give me a sign. I was looking for the signs. I didn't have an intimate relationship with the Lord. So I was in Singapore, and, and I was taking some, I was the kind of college student that was like, how do I get out of college the fastest and the easiest way? So one summer I went to France for some French credits, and then I uh, went to Singapore and Hong Kong for some business credits. I was a business major. And uh, I said, you know what? Here's the best place. I'm also frugal. I says, here's the time that I can get a really good diamond for not very much money. Don't tell Audra that. She thinks this, I'd paid a ton of money for this thing. She's not here, right? She's not. Okay. She was a little nervous, actually, when she got it because she heard the story afterwards and she snuck it off and actually got it appraised. And then she was determined she wasn't going to tell me if it really was just a junk piece of stone, not really a diamond. Thankfully, it was a diamond. It, it appraised well. But anyways, I came back with this raw diamond, not in a setting, in a little pouch. And I, uh, whew, I was nervous. I thought that was Audra walking in. And, and in this pouch was this diamond, and I was flying back into Ottawa, Ontario, where I wasn't staying. That's where I was born and raised, but I was going to be traveling back to the United States where I was going to school, where I was going to give this diamond to Audra, where I was going to get the setting made. Well, the problem is I, I didn't claim the diamond coming into Canada. I'm thinking, well, I'm not staying in Canada. I'm just going to the U.S. Well, Customs went through my stuff and found a loose stone. It's usually not a good sign when you've got a kid in their 20s coming back from some foreign place and they find a little pouch with a loose stone. They confiscate it and uh, take it away from me. So at this point in time, I'm saying, God, maybe you're saying that she's not the one. <laughs> I was looking for the sign. <laughs> So then I began to say, well, God, if I can't get this diamond back out of it being confiscated, then, then I will know. Sure enough, I get the diamond out, and uh, I had to pay a lot of money for this to get it out of um, customs. But I had. But I just realized at that time that here I was, I'm looking for the signs. I'm looking for something external. And the reality is probably God was not in the midst of any of those signs. He was like, Mark, you should have just done what was right and claimed that diamond. I mean, it's like, but instead, I'm looking for these signs. But it made me realize that after I began to have a relationship with God, after I experienced the Holy Spirit in my living room when I was 23 years old, then all of a sudden, the Word of God, I was, I was eager to be in the Bible, that all of a sudden, I began to be, begin to hear God's voice speak to me. My ears began to be trained to what His voice sounds like. My ears were tuned to his voice. And I'll tell you how. My ears started to be tuned by being in God's word. You see, if you want to know his voice, we have to know his word. 
If you want to know what the main point of this message is, is if you want to know his voice, you have to know his word. It's so important. Because his word, one, will never contradict his voice. So how many times have you had a thought in your mind, it's like, well, was that God or was that me? Or is that the bad pizza I had the night before? You know, you begin to ask those questions and you want to know what he sounds like. Is like, go into the word of God and begin to find, see if that scripture lines up with what the word of God is saying. Because, you know, if you're, if you're hearing in your voice, hey, you know what? It's okay to sleep with your girlfriend because you love each other. Uh, is that God speaking? Uh, let me just ask, was that be God speaking to you? No, because it contradicts what the Bible says. Now, let me give you another scripture. Turn to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. Verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was nothing, anything made that was made. In the beginning was the Word. We do know that the Word is actually Jesus. But we know this Bible as the Word of God. Jesus will speak to us through the word of God. If we want to know his voice, we must know his word. We know that his word never contradicts himself. Know the word. Here's the other thing about his word. As you begin to hide the Bible, verse of the Bible in your heart, those things as you're going through life, all of a sudden, God will bring a remembrance of a scripture or a story to you, and that's God speaking to you. The other thing that the word of God is, do you realize that the word of God is alive and active? This is a living book. It truly is alive. When you crack open these pages, the Holy Spirit can breathe life into these pages as you're reading them. You can be reading them and all of a sudden, a few words might get boldened as you're reading it. A phrase might get highlighted as you're reading it. And it's like God speaking to you as you're reading it. That's why I love journaling so much. You, you take, by the way, we have journals out at the Info Hub if you're looking for a journal. Or if you've already filled up a journal and you're looking for another one, uh, they are at the Info Hub. You begin to journal through God's word. Every day say, God, what's that one passage that's really speaking to me? And it begins to train your ears to hear God's voice. I'd have to say that has probably been the most important thing in my life to begin to help me hear what God's voice sounds like is by being in his word on a regular basis. It's great that you can get away and pray for sure. We talked about that last week. Be still with God and pray and listen and listen. That we're just not always talking, but we're listening. But sometimes we could get confused of what God sounds like. And the more you're in his word, the more you will train your ears to hear what he sounds like. Also, if you turn to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 8, you 
can flip there or you can go onto your device. I do have that scripture on the screen for you as well. Acts chapter 8, this is a time that Jesus has already been crucified. He's been raised. The Holy Spirit is on the earth. And Philip, full of the Holy Spirit, begins to be on this road from Jerusalem to Gaza. You can pick up on the story on, on verse 26. And, and here he sees an Ethiopian eunuch. A, a eunuch is, unfortunately, a guy who's been castrated. And the reason that he's castrated is because he works with the queen and it takes away all the desires, if you know what I mean. And so here's this guy, but, but while he's in, he's a high official, he oversees the queen's money, the treasury, and he's trying to read some scriptures. In verse 32, it says this, And like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter. And like a lamb before its shear, it's silent. So he opens not his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can des- describe his generation? For his life was taken away from earth. And so here he is, he's actually reading from the book of Isaiah, which was a prophecy about what would happen to Jesus. And the Ethiopian was, was confused, but yet he was reading the word of God. And, and the reason why I bring this story up is because sometimes it's important. It's great to say, hey, get into the word of God. But I do know that sometimes you get into scripture and it's like, man, this is like Greek to me. By the way, the New Testament was written in Greek. Old Testament was written in Hebrew. But it has been translated in English for us. But sometimes it's like, well, I just don't quite get it. And I think we need to come alongside other people who maybe journeyed a little bit further along. Philip, who was full of the Spirit, had understanding of what the Word of God was, and he began to explain to this uh, Ethiopian about Jesus and, and what he was reading and how it was so important to that Ethiopian's life. And he then goes on and gives his life to the Lord and then gets baptized. first service I was amazed when I asked this question how many people rose their hands how many people and I'm gonna ask the same question here because it's it's good for us to see how many people here would say you don't fully understand everything that's written in the Bible okay well maybe I said fully understand I don't fully understand everything too however how many people would say this that I would like somebody to sit down with me and begin to explain some things to me in the Bible. How many people would be like that? Look around, look around for a second. Because why is that so important? Because we realize that we also need to do our part. Those who've walked further along with the Lord, we need to do a part and actually like Philip and and spend time with somebody else and saying, you know, let me help you explain some of these things. That's why life group is so important. Not only is journaling, you're being in God's word on a regular basis, but you know when you go into a small group setting, into somebody's home with a small group of people, and you begin to unpack the word of God together, it is allowing people who've walked longer with Jesus to begin to describe the scriptures to you. If we want to know his voice, we must know his word. If you want to know 
his voice, you must be in the word. I, I really believe that, that as we've been planning this series for us, that, that we've really need to come to this place of, of building our confidence that this, this church would be confident in, in being able to hear the voice of God. And that you could respond to him. Remember, we started with that verse. That the sheep would hear his voice and respond to the shepherd. Do you realize that the word of God will speak life to you? It will speak life. And it will be a light to you. It is, it is like a lamp unto your path. The word of God is like a, a lamp unto your path. It shows you the next steps. Sometimes when you get stuck in life, you realize that we just need maybe a little oomph, a little light, a little bit of life breathed into us from the word of God. Audra had to leave a little bit earlier than me this morning, and so... She got out of the house at 6.30 this morning, and I get a call at 6.35. I said, hello? She goes, hey, Mark. Yes? I'm stuck. I said, stuck? What do you mean I'm stuck? She goes, there's a big drift at the end of our road, and I try to go through it. It doesn't help. She has a little Mini Cooper. But I said, what are you doing, Audra? What do you mean you got stuck? I'm stuck. Here I am, I, I've timed my morning. I've just put for the finishing touches on my message and just ready to jump in the shower. It's like, okay, honey, here I come. I'll come. Go on, get my big old winter boots. It is cold out there. Big jacket, my gloves. I get my truck that has a snow plow on it. And I go out and I start plowing her around. And then I get out and I, I think, I says, Audra, I think I can push you out. She goes, yeah, you're my man. You push me out. She didn't say it. I wanted to pretend she said that. My, I was taking it in. As I'm pushing her out, I can see her, the big grin on her face. Yes, yeah, my man. She didn't say it. I was kind of fantasizing about that. But anyways, I pushed her out. She went on her way. I was thinking about that. It didn't dawn on me, actually. I feel like God just kind of gave me that illustration. I mean, it actually happened, but he gave me that analogy this morning uh, for us. That you might feel stuck in life. And you just need to make that phone call and you just need to make that call and, and say, can, can you help me? And we can do that in multiple ways. We can pray and say, God, I'm stuck in life. Would you help me? But I think so many times we realize that God works in community. Like Philip in the Ethiopian, it's, it sometimes takes somebody else to, to, to be encouragement to us. So this morning I feel like I want to invite people who feel like they're stuck in life that need a little encouragement, that need a little push. As we sing here, just to kind of come up and, and be before the Lord. But then next, I'm going to ask people who know the Word of God 
to ask the Lord to give you a scripture for somebody. See, we said the word of God gives light and life and, and, and it gives hope and purpose and we begin to hear God's voice through his scripture. So why wouldn't we give some encouragement for somebody this morning with scripture? For those of you who walked with the Lord for a while and you know some encouraging scriptures, would you begin looking those up right now? Look it up on your phone. Look them up on, if you actually have a tangible Bible. Today, there's no reason that you can't leave here feeling encouraged. Feeling like somebody's giving you a little push out of the snowbank. The other thing I, I just want to say, just I want to make sure I don't forget, is we collectively, because this is your tithes and offerings that go towards this, we purchase Bibles. We want to make sure that every single person who does not have a physical, I, I love that you love digital. Be on your Bibles with your digital. But there's something about going through a Bible, being able to underline scriptures, highlighting them, writing some notes. I, I want to make sure that everybody walks out of here today with a Bible. They're at the info hub. They're no cost for you. It is actually the latest version that we use, the English Standard Version. And the other thing, too, is we gave you cards last week that say Whisper on it. I, I want to encourage you that if God is speaking something to you, would you take a moment and jot it down in a card and put it up on the board just outside those doors. There's strings and little clothespins. You can hang them up. You've already go over there after service. It's so encouraging to see all the things that people have already written. You can grab a card. There's some cards over there, too, and write on it. The season that we're in as a church is a season of God is going to rapidly do some things. He's going to bring lots of people to us. And as a result, we need to grow all of us into greater levels of maturity of knowing how to hear God's voice because he's going to ask us. It's just not the pastors or the staff. He's going to ask all of us to participate in this harvest time. So, so important that you begin to get confident in being in God's word and hearing his voice. But I do know that sometimes we get stuck in life. And we need a little get somebody to help push us out. So as we sing this song, if you're one of those ones saying, you know, I need encouragement, I feel a little stuck, come here. And then I'll give some instructions next of those who have a scripture. Come find that person, ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you who that person is, and give them that word of encouragement from the scriptures. All right, let's worship together. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com 